we, we've been talking about Daniel in the workplace and we talked about envy last week. Amen. We talked about uh, the workplace being a messy place because of the fall. Amen. <laughs> We're going to blame it on the fall. Uh, we work with a lot of unbelievers. Uh, and as believers, I told you, you should be going to work and giving it your best. Stop all the complaining and give them excellence. Amen. I, I know you may say it's them, but it's you. Amen. Because you're responsible for your reaction. Come on, say amen. amen. And I've had some testimonies of people getting promoted. I've had some people who got recognized on a national level. I've had some people who got evaluated top notch. They can't, boy, listen, we've been having some testimonies from this series. I've had some people, t- I talked to someone yesterday, said, Pastor, I stopped going to work with an attitude. Amen. Then everybody's asking me what's wrong with me now. I said, wow, you the Christian, huh? <laughs> you the Christian's probably going, now they ask what's wrong with you. Because all of a sudden you didn't pipe down a little bit. Praise the Lord for preaching, y'all. Praise the Lord for preaching. Tell your neighbor, messy workplace. Amen. So let's look at what happened. Now, let me say this. The moment you decide to do right. Right? The moment you decide, okay, all right, I'm going to change my attitude about this job. And I'm going to go in here and I'm going to do the right thing. Get ready. Get ready for the attacks. Amen. Watch the text. Daniel chapter 6 verse 7 says, All. Now, he's about to introduce some people who wasn't even in here. All the commissioners of the kingdom, the prefects, huh? where they came from, And the satraps and high officials and the governors have consulted together that the king should establish a statue and enforce an injunction that anyone who makes a petition to any god or man besides you, O king, for 30 days shall be cast in the lion's den. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it may not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which may not be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document that is the injunction. Now, when Daniel knew, I love Daniel, that the document was signed, did he run? Did he hide? No, he entered his house. Now in his roof chamber, he had windows open towards Jerusalem and he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day. Don't cuss, pray. Amen. Praying and giving thanks before his God as he had been doing previously. I want to ask a question this morning. Amen. Amen. Spiritual warfare or workplace politics? Messy workplace. Spiritual warfare or workplace politics? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. 
messy workplace. Amen. Amen. My question this morning. Spiritual warfare or workplace politics. Amen. Um, I remember working in the marketplace and uh, I, I could never figure out why is it that certain people would get certain privileges. Come on. And why is it that I would see cliques forming and I wasn't invited? Amen. I thought to myself, maybe I'm not cool enough. Maybe I don't have a band what other people have I said at the beginning of this series that we spend more time at work than we do with our children the workplace is supposed to be a place where you can make a living and enjoy doing it Amen. The workplace helps you and I to live out the purposes, our God-given purpose. But oftentimes the workplace takes on a, a different view, a different spirit. When you started, you were happy. Come on, y'all. Because you didn't know what was really going on in the background. Amen. People you thought were for you, you found out later, they don't really care about you. Amen. As, as long as you're producing, they love you. Come on, somebody. Long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, amen, you're the best thing since sliced bread. But let somebody else come in. Amen. Who's willing to give up their whole life for the job. Then you'll get pushed to the side. Do I have anybody? Most messy workplace can cause frustration. Dissatisfaction and even Amen. Destroy or disconnect, distract. Amen. And even cause us to deny what we believe. I've seen many people in my pastorate give up their faith for a work schedule. I wish I had somebody. It's important, though, that you recognize this. That what's really going on is a spiritual battle. The question is, is it spiritual warfare or is it workplace politics? Well, it all depends on who you are. 
It all depends on your maturity level. But I want to say to somebody here this morning, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. Just like Satan wants to rob you of your worship, he wants to rob you of joy in the workplace. Amen. The enemy wants you to make this fight about people. But this fight ain't with people. It ain't your boss. Amen. It ain't the people around you. It's a spiritual warfare. I found out that it's a spiritual warfare because the Bible says that when Daniel went into work every day, he did everything with a spirit of excellence. Then they tried to find something on him. They couldn't find a moral issue with him. They couldn't find a ethical issue with him. They couldn't even find him breaking the rules in the workplace. But what they did find out, that Daniel was so dedicated to his God, That the only way to affect him, the only way, tell me that this isn't spiritual warfare. That the devil will try his very best to destroy your relationship, your connection, your devotion, your commitment to Jesus Christ. Because that's the thing that has gotten you this far by faith it wasn't because you were cute come on help me somebody now some of you were amen Uh, uh. all right it was (laughs) amen because you know when you went on that interview you were looking sure enough good anyways let me stop uh but 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 here's the thing it's because the spirit of god is in you amen and, and, and because you're favored by God, Daniel is in Babylon. He's 80 years old now. He had been there since he was 16. And from 16 to 80, watch this now, Daniel didn't have nobody around telling him to be a Christian on the job now. No, Daniel's faith in God was so strong that he didn't just talk it, he lived it. And I believe that the moment that you decide to live it, you better get ready. Get ready because you may not see it, but you may get blindsided. Come on, somebody. Amen. By the enemy because the enemy will do everything in his power to disrupt your, dis- dis- your connection to God. Are you with me? Are you with me? Listen, Satan is a strategist. He knows what we love the most. Amen. And watch this. He knows... Amen. That if you give glory to God in the marketplace, if you give glory to God, amen, in in the workplace, then he knows that somebody's going to want to find out what is it that you're doing. And that will bring somebody else into a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, here's what I'm saying. 
We could talk Christian all we want, but until we start living it, amen, that's the best book and that's the best testimony and that's the best gospel message that we have. But the devil wants to destroy that. So I believe, amen, that some of us are under attack in the workplace. Don't think for a minute that Satan is going to leave you alone. You can rebuke him all you want. Amen. You could tell him get behind you all you want. Amen. He going to tell you, he, he going to get behind you all right. Amen. But the only way to deal with the devil is to stand firm, resist him firm in your faith, and he will flee. How many of you got some issues going on at the job? How many of you got some circumstances, amen, that you're saying to yourself, I can't believe this is happening. I want to tell somebody here this morning, it is a spiritual battle that you're in. And if you're not wise enough, amen, and if you're not, amen, if your eyes are not open to the spirit, you may miss what the devil is really trying to do. Do I have anybody? Many believers today, they deny their faith in the workplace for a dollar. Come on and help me somebody. Some have stopped growing. Amen. And developing. Watch this. They're unaware. Listen, they're unaware. They think, oh, well, I just got to take care of mine. I, you know, I got to take care of my family. I got to, I got to go get it. You follow what I'm saying? And all of a sudden when they, they were growing at one point, but now they've stopped growing. So the question is, amen. How do you handle it? How do you recognize it? Listen to this. Daniel is in here and, and, and here he is. Uh, he's living out his faith. The text says, if you look at it real quick. If you look at it real quick, watch this. Look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. It says, then these men said, we will not find any ground of accusation against this Daniel unless we find it where? Against him with regard. Do you not know it's because of what you believe that you've been under all that pressure? Do you not know that the enemy is targeting your faith more than he's targeting you? Do you not know that the enemy wants to destroy the very thing that has brought you this far? Come on, somebody. And he wants you to turn, watch this, to a secular mindset and think it's politics. But tell your neighbor, it's spiritual warfare. Amen. And the battles that we fight, we do not fight against flesh and blood. We got to fight this thing the way Daniel fought it. So let's look at this for a second. Look what the text says. The text says, and here's how you know. Watch this. Verse 7. It says, it says, watch this. It says, all the commissioners of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prefects and the satraps and the high officials. Now remember, Daniel's in high management. Amen. As a matter of fact, the king knew so much about Daniel's character that he was going to put him over all of them. 
But I told you last week, they couldn't draw him in. They couldn't bribe him. Mm -hmm. They couldn't, amen. They couldn't pull him in. They couldn't try to give him more money or kickbacks and all this other stuff to draw him into their crowd. So the best thing to do was to eliminate him. Can you, do you not know that the enemy wants to eliminate you and I? Do you not know that whenever you become relevant in your faith and when you watch this and when you start speaking up for God and when you start watch this not retaliating when they hit you on one end, you just praise God when they try to amen railroad you, you just keep glorifying God. You don't take it personal because you know that it is a battle in the spirit. Daniel's living his life. He's in captivity. But watch the text. The text says the high officials, the governors, what did they do? They consulted together. Watch this. That the king should establish a statue and enforce, that's key word, enforce what? An injunction. Let me say this. If you ever look at your job, you'll find out, watch this, when they want to change something, they force their policies or they change the policies to make life a little bit inconvenient for you. But unbeknownst to them, the enemy is you. I hope y'all catching this. Watch this. The enemy is using them to... Launch a direct attack upon our faith. So the first thing is, watch this. Here's how you know in spiritual warfare. First point is when new policies are enforced that affect your faith commitments. I wish I had somebody. Listen, 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 listen. We, 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 we live without seeing with spiritual eyes. We think it's just a policy, you know, uh, you know, they just put this policy down and we, you know, we got to follow this. But can I tell you something? Amen. By law, they can't discriminate, but they can make getting to church real difficult. Come on and say, man, you are sold out for Jesus. You knew that. Come on, somebody that if it had not been for the Lord and then all of a sudden, they enforce. Now that word enforce in the Hebrew, that word means to be strong. In other words, they have placed something so strong on you. Watch this. That it becomes a stronghold that causes you not to keep your commitments to God. And watch this. And it's not something that's voluntary. You volunteer for is something that you have to do. They enforce policies that makes it hard for you to read scripture. But we can celebrate Hanukkah. We can celebrate Diwali. Ah, yeah. We can do all these other things, but we can't exercise our faith in the workplace. 
Can I help somebody with something? The devil is after your faith. But what he's doing is he's coming in under the radar as in a way to affect, watch this, your growth in Christ. You know what? When Satan is done with some of us, we will be by the wayside. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about spiritually. Dried up. Amen. Twisted up. Indoctrinated. Reindoctrinated. Because God has a plan for your life. And Satan has one too. And if we're not careful, we can get caught up in what I call materialism. We can get caught up, hallelujah, in a worldview, humanism, postmodernism, to the point where the job changes the rules so that it affects your faith commitments. Watch the text. Look at the look at the next part of that verse. Same verse, verse seven. Look what he says. He says that this 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 injunction. He says that anyone who makes a what petition, watch this, watch this, to anyone. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What did they know about Daniel? They knew that Daniel had a strong what? Prayer life? You think so? Think about this for a minute. He had a strong prayer life. He had a strong faith in God. Watch this. His commitments to God was there. And, and I've seen people who've had strong commitments to God. Any, you, ever, you ever got caught up in that? Anybody ever got caught up in that? And you're trying to climb the ladder of success. Come on, somebody. And they keep putting more money before you. And they keep putting more opportunity before you. And they keep throwing it out there like this. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's cool. But watch this. That anyone who makes a petition to any God or man besides you, O king, for 30 days shall be cast into the what? Tell your neighbor, you got to have spiritual eyes to see this. So, so, so the next thing is this. Watch this. Watch this. When you are forced into modern idol worship. Listen to this. Let me modernize what idol worship is. Idol worship is anything is when you spend more time with an object giving more attention and devotion to it other than God. Now, how many idols you got? (laughs) See, here's what the devil wants. The devil wants the same thing that we render unto God. What does he want? Worship. And we're thinking in our secular mind, oh, no, I'm just committed to my job. No, no, I'm just, you know, watch this. Anyone who who petitions any God, any other God, other than Darius, the king. Can I tell you something? 
If you look at it at your job, you'll see it, man. You'll see that in the workplace, they want you to rely on them for what? Because they hold the what? Right. Tell your neighbor, this is a head message. 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 You got to get this. Tell your neighbor, pastor's opening my eyes to some things. He's opening my eyes to some things. You think they pumping you up. Boo, you, you got potential. You shoot. I can see you doing some great things. And ain't nothing wrong with that, right? But when it becomes, watch this, a compromise with your God, then you got to recognize that it's spiritual warfare. And can I tell somebody something here today? They said for 30 days, watch this, you have mandatory overtime. Mm-hmm. No matter watch this. No matter what you have, Amen. You have to work, but guess what? They'll pay you. They'll pay you double time, triple time. Tell your neighbor mandatory overtime. They'll pay you double time. Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. Now. Watch this. You have no time for your family. You have no time for church. Watch this. And in thirty days, watch this. It takes seven days. To develop a habit. And so in 30 days, you are totally disconnected from the church. You're disconnected from prayer. You're too tired to pray. You're too tired to praise. You're too hungover. I mean, you're too, uh, you know, because cause you know they're going to. They're going to go to happy hour after. Come on and help me somebody. And don't let it be Christmas time. Because you know at the Christmas party... Tell your neighbor, that's modern idol worship. You have to open your eyes, saints. Listen, listen, there's nothing wrong with going in, doing your job. Watch this. Amen. And then leaving. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Watch this, watch this. Daniel was so devoted to his God that they knew it. Can I ask you a question? At your job, do they know you're devoted to God? Do they know how devoted you are? And if you ever notice how they try to make it real inconvenient for you, watch this. They went to the deep end. They went and petitioned. Let me tell you why they petitioned the king. Because in those times, in that time, the king was considered a god, little g god. And so what they said, see, the devil is always trying to find some impeachment. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Watch it. The devil is always trying to find something to make our lives. You ever notice before you wasn't saved, you didn't have all these problems? They loved you. Come on, man. You went to work, wasn't no problem. But from the moment you made a commitment to Jesus Christ, come on and help me somebody, their life started to become a little bit difficult in the workplace because it's the devil's playground. Lord have mercy. Hold on a minute. Are you serious? Look who you work around. Hindus, Muslims, atheists, Come on, somebody. Come on, help me now. Nothings. <laughs> Church people that's mean as rattlesnakes. They're the worst kind, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you would think that they would know something. You would think that they would be different. 
But it's the Christians that give Christians a hard time. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right, lit something. Now something got fired up. Watch this. Watch this. Daniel, you know what Daniel said? You know what Daniel said? Daniel said, I ain't getting in your mess. So they're, they're saying, okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to kill them. We're going to get them fired. But we're not just going to get them fired. We're going to just annihilate them. Yeah. King, now listen, King. Now watch this. They are appealing to the king and saying, King, you're the king. So they are stroking his ego. They're making him feel like, okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, nobody else needs to be worshiping no other. I'm paying their bills. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm paying their bills. Yeah, so whatever I, have you ever been on a job like that where they wanted all of you? Yeah. Lord, maybe it's just me. And I'm talking about they wanted all of your time. They wanted everything from you. You couldn't have no life. And listen, and listen, and you got swept up in it. Thinking that they really, can I help you something? From the time you get sick. I'm sorry, get sick. Just get sick for one day. Man, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Three weeks. They will replace you in a New York second. You're doing a great, going a great job now, Landry. Keep coming. Great job. But I'm sick. Oh, okay. Make sure you call in now. And then don't call in. I wish I had somebody say amen with me right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbor spiritual warfare. And and, and listen, it's not them. So I don't want you to get mad at your job. (laughs) Hold on a minute. Don't don't get mad at them. You got to get mad at the right person. That's Satan. It's spiritual warfare. Why would they make an injunction where you have to worship someone else other than God? You're spending so much time at work, you ain't praying. You're not worshiping God for real. You're just running in and running out. Come on, help me. And and, and watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. this, this. Let's go to verse 8. Let me hurry up because I got to go. Amen. I don't know where I got to go, but I got to go. <laughs> verse 8. Look what he said in verse 8. Now, O king. Yeah, Lord. It established the injunction and signed the document. Let me say this. When the king signed the document, they were so slick. Watch. They were so slick that they got the king to sign it where it was irreversible. Yeah. How do you think they got laws put in place in the White House? In certain cities and certain things that you can do now that you couldn't do before. Why do you think they want to restrict prayer and restrict you from reading scriptures and all this other stuff? If if the Bible wasn't real, why not keep it in the courthouse? If the Ten Commandments is so, watch this. You know what the Ten Commandments does? It tells you you're a sinner. But it points you to a savior. Do I have somebody? It helps you to remedy the problem that we all have. Watch the text. Text says that it may not be changed according to what? The law of the Medes and Persians, which may not be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document. 
Amen. The king was prideful. He wanted worship. No different than the devil. And so the third thing is, amen, when policies turn into permanent law, when policies turn into what? You see, you, you have certain times when you have to work late, right, to get things done. A project may cost a few hours now, and then the policies, then all of a sudden, the policies turn into something mandatory. You were just volunteering. You were just like, all right, yeah, I'll do it this time. <laughs> when I say permanent law, I'm saying it's hindering us from doing what we usually do. I'm keeping Daniel in the picture now. Daniel would leave out every day, three times a day. I'm going to get to it later in the text, but watch this. And he would go pray. Now they're saying, oh. So that's the secret to his success. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to make a permanent law that he cannot worship or make a petition to his God. Now watch this, watch this. Oftentimes when we see policies enforced, get ready, it's getting ready to turn into a law. It's getting ready to turn into something permanent that will change your whole life. And you and I, if we're asleep spiritually, we won't recognize that it's the spiritual warfare. It's the enemy working behind the scenes, watch this, trying to disconnect us from our God. Verse 10 says, now when Daniel knew, look at this, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, I love this Daniel boy. Listen, did, did, did he cower? No. Did he give up his faith? No. What did Daniel do? He entered his house. Now in his roof chamber. And he had windows open towards Jerusalem. See, for for over 60 years, 70 years plus, Daniel is fulfilling the prophecy of Solomon. When Solomon said that when we, if we leave our land, we will pray towards Jerusalem. Knowing that that's the place, amen, where God's presence is. You may be in Babylon, but God's presence is in Jerusalem. I'm trying to help somebody. You may be in the workplace, but now in this dispensation, the presence of God is in you through the Holy Spirit. See, the devil may try to fool you, but you got to be ready, amen, to understand something that greater is he that's in you. Than he that's in the world. I know it's a setup. Amen. But you got to recognize that anything that will come between you and your God is of the devil. Come on, somebody. Many of us are giving up our faith. Amen. Because we don't recognize the tricks of the devil. The Bible says that Satan has schemes so that we will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. That word schemes comes from the idea of strategy. Satan may not be able to knock you down, but you work in a secular environment and he can make life very difficult for you. You either quit or keep going. But I want to encourage you. To never let anything come between you 
and your God. So what did Daniel do? Daniel went up in his, in his, in his room. Daniel said, I hear what they're doing. I know, matter of fact, God gave Daniel insight. This is why you got to keep your mouth shut and keep your ears open. Amen. So you know what's happening. And the Bible says that he went to his room and what did he do, y'all? He entered the roof, cha- roof chamber and he opened the windows towards Jerusalem. He's in exile and he can't get to the church house. Lord have mercy. But he's praying towards the church house. The temple is where God's presence was. Daniel's faith was resting on the Lord and not in the law. Daniel wasn't afraid of what was to come. Next week we'll talk about what came after that. But watch this. The next point is this. And I hope you get this one. Waver not in your faith. Don't allow anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To come between you and your God. But stand strong in your faith. Because it's your faith that will bring you through. Even though you know that it will cost you something. You got to believe in the God that controls everybody. Now, I wish the story was different. Daniel is looking at the lion's den. I wish I had somebody. And I want to tell you, this lion was so big. Matter of fact, before you even come down or hit the ground in the lion's den, the lion will jump up and rip you to pieces before you hit the bottom. Daniel knew the danger, but he didn't waver in his faith. I'm trying to help somebody. I don't know if you know, but every time you give up your faith, it's a dangerous thing. Anytime you choose the world over the Lord, it's a dangerous thing. We are thrown in the lion's den. Hallelujah. But we got to stand for what we believe. It's your faith that's going to bring you through. It's your faith, hallelujah, in God and knowing what he's done before. Because can I tell you something? What he's done for others, he'll do for you. And we have a good example of a man who was dealing with all kinds of workplace mess. But he made the choice to hold on to God's unchanging hands. The Bible says that Daniel continued kneeling on his knees. Watch this. Three times a day. But notice what Daniel was doing. The Bible says he was praying. I wish I had. So I wish I could respond like this. I wish. (laughs) Amen. That when the pressure comes. That in spite of what I see. In spite of what I'm experiencing, not only will I not waver in my faith, but the last thing is, waver not in praise and prayer. Don't panic, but pray. Prayer is the believer's communication with God, with the assistance of the Holy Spirit, where we make our requests be known unto God. Can I tell you what praise is? (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise is recognizing that I can't do anything about it. But the Bible tells me that if I stand still and realize that the battle is not mine's, but the battle is the Lord's. So I might as well start 
praising Him. You see, Daniel's secret to his success was his prayer life. The reason why he had an excellent spirit. The reason why he did his job without wavering is because of his prayer life and his praise expression. I'm going somewhere. And not only did he pray once a day, but he prayed three times a day. Sometimes the only time that God hears our voice is when we're going through something. But I thank God today that no matter how messy the workplace is, I can carve out some time to say, God, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know right now it may look rough. I know right now I don't understand why I'm going through this. I don't know why I'm being attacked, but I know now because I've chosen to live like a real Christian in the workplace. I'm going to let my light shine that the world may see and recognize that there's a God inside of me. Do I have anybody that Jesus paid the price for my sins? And not only did he save me, but he sanctified me. Not only did he sanctify me, but he made me over again. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Do I have a witness? And I thank God today that Daniel was willing to die for what he believed in. Daniel was willing. Amen. To give his life. Hallelujah. For what he believed. And it did not stop him. I tell people all the time. I used to, I used to tell my pastor the same thing. Pastor, I, you know, uh, they let me out late. I don't think I'm going to get here on time for Bible study. You know, it, pastor tell me, he said, man, if you make it in the door. Then you made it. Then you've beaten Satan. What you going to do? Go home and watch TV? Huh? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget. I had a solid pastor, y'all. Listen. And I press my way into the house of God. And before you know it, my job becomes easier. I'm more committed to God because my heart, God knew where I wanted to be. See, sometimes we don't get here because we don't really want to be here. We want to watch the Astros lose. I said I wasn't going to go there, but I did. <laughs> but watch, watch this. Watch this. Anything that becomes a distraction to your faith development is satanic. And, and what a lot of us are not real, realizing, watch this, the job is changing the rules because you decided, little old you decided to live for them. Don't waver. One can argue And some have that the decision by the Supreme Court in a series of three decisions back in 1962 and 1963 to remove the Bible, 
and prayer from our public schools may be the most spiritually significant event in our nation's history over the course of the last 55 years. Since 1963, five negative developments in the nation's public schools. Number one, academic achievement has plummeted, including SAT scores. Increased rate of out-of-wedlock births, increase in illegal drug use, increase in juvenile crime, deterioration of social behavior, and, and now, today, gun violence in the school. So we need to realize that these actions have consequences. When people in a country decide to put God out of the public life, out of their public life, no wonder why we have so much mess and mass shootings in the workplace and in the schools. When you and I put God out, that's how we end up where we are. And I say to you today, don't waver. Don't waver. If they attacked Jesus, they would attack you. But watch this. Sit back. Draw back for a minute. Stop doing all that talking. Pay attention to what's really happening at your job. Look with spiritual eyes. Are they trying to hinder me? Are they? It's not them, but you know. Is this a satanic attack? To keep me from growing? Man, I almost got caught up in that. I was so consumed by my job. I wrote that in, in one of the chapters in my book. Uh, that when you come close, when, you, when, when the devil, I, I can't say he knows, but he senses that you are curious about growth. And at this point, I wasn't saved yet. So I landed the job of my dreams. But I was curious about God, and, and that thought just left my mind about God. I wasn't saved. And guess what? My job became my God. I excelled. I mean, I got to the top, but I ate, slept, breathed the job. I didn't leave. I worked double time, triple time. They're like, man, this guy's awesome. <laughs> so I said that. This guy's awesome. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to this company. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying him. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I, I gave the best years of my life. But one, I had one incident. And guess what they did? And when I lost my God, I almost lost my mind. 
I don't think you're hearing me. So let me ask the question as we get ready to go. Spiritual warfare or workplace politics?